God, we bless you and we honor you. And at this time, we present to you none other than our very own Prophetess Thomasina Artis.
forever. Hallelujah. We bless your name, God. Hallelujah. Ooh, lift up your head on your gates and be lifted up your everlasting doors that the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. He is the King of glory. Hallelujah. I'm not trying to stir you up to praise. I'm not trying to stand you up to worship. I'm just simply thinking about the amazing God that I serve. Woo! That I would not be here today if it was not for the mercies and the grace of God that kept us this morning. Hallelujah. We're going to complete our assignment this morning. Amen. For there's a word from the Lord. Y'all ain't going to get me messed up and go over my time today. <laughs> But I feel God in this place. Woo! The power of God is in this place. Come on, just for a second, open up your mouth. Lift up your hands. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Righteous God. Holy God. Ooh, holy God. Holy, holy, holy. Are you God? We bless your name, God. We honor you, Lord. Have your way as you already are moving in this place. Move by your spirit, God. We thank you, God, for your word that shall come and deliver and heal and set free. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, God. We move our flesh out of the way, God, that you and you alone will be glorified in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We have to be like our apostle. No matter what's going on in the atmosphere, you give him praise, but you got to deliver the word of God that God has given you. And that's what I've come to do today. I think it's an amazing season that we are in, that ever since New Year's, that God has been speaking to us about faith. And I know it's because God has a certain level or depth of faith that he desires for his people to be in. And when I look at what God is um, doing in our leader and our apostle, I'm like, it's no way the body cannot catch up or be with the head in what God is doing in her life. And so it's amazing because I was listening to the message on Friday night about faith. And we're actually, we were in the same book talking about Mark. And she was talking about Matthew. She talked about Luke. And she talked about the healing that it started with her thoughts. Anybody listen to the message for Friday? My God, her healing started with her thoughts. Has anybody changed their thoughts? Come on, have you changed your thoughts since Friday? Come on, we've got to change our thoughts because this is the season that God does not want us to miss what he has for us. He does not want us sitting around watching another season go by and saying, I wish I could have done that. I wish I could have done this. This is the season that he wants us to grab up, hold up faith. As I was on my way this morning, God said to me, he said, I don't want you to be a, a house that just teaches faith. 
because people teach faith, but it's the miracles, it's the signs and the wonders woo, that come in when we really have faith. Come on, we don't want to be a, a church that's just teaching on faith, but we want the activation and the manifestation that goes along with that. And that's what God has in store for this house. This is the apostles' house. We do the acts of the apostles. Souls are healed and set free and delivered. And we see signs and we see wonders. The dead rise because of the apostolic anointing and grace on our lives. So it's imperative that this season, that the apostles house get a hold of what faith really is. Because I need to move through this house. I need to move and manifest. No longer will I just use words, says the Lord, but I am getting ready to do a demonstration of the Holy Spirit through the power of God. We're looking for the 400. They are going to come in through our faith. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. I'm so excited of the word because of where he has us. And, and let's just go into the text. My mind is like going. But we're going to get into the text. Uh, Mark, the 10th chapter. And how many of you have heard about blind Bartimaeus? Come on. Blind Bartimaeus. Let's go to Mark, the 10th chapter, verse 46 through 52. And it reads, Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd. While leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. And he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called him, called to the blind man, cheer up or get on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped up to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want from me? Or what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Some version says, I want to regain my sight. He says, go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight. And it says he began to follow Jesus on the road to wherever Jesus went. Isn't it amazing? Come on. When we receive our sight, come on. Because those that are blind are not able to follow Jesus. As we re re replay or uh, re-emphasize, even um, Apostle begin to describe Matthew, Mark, and Luke and their differences in the Gospels. And so we understand that Matthew was a tax collector and he spoke of two blind men receiving their sight by being touched by Jesus on their way out of Jericho, according to Matthew 20, verses 29 through 34. Then we see Mark, in, um, which is our text today, who was a fisherman. 
When we look at Luke, Luke was a doctor. He spoke of a blind man who drew near to Jericho. Jesus spoke to him to receive his sight because his faith had made him whole. So we see these emphasis where it was two different things that were going on. Matthew says that Jesus touched the man's eyes and he was healed and received his sight. Luke said he spoke faith to him and told him to receive his sight. So we see two different things going on where Jesus touched one, but he spoke to another. And so when we look at this, all of us will have a different experience when we're getting ready for God to open up our eyes. When we look at our text, it says that then they came to Jericho, and as they were leaving Jericho, it was Jesus and his disciples, they saw the blind beggar sitting by the roadside. How many times have we rolled by a beggar sitting on the side of the road and we kept going and many of us would think to ourselves oh they got money because we've seen so many scams and so we don't often want to sow or to give because our mind tells us what oh they're probably just using people for their money but I've come to the understanding that it's not up to us that we need to give because the Bible also teaches us that we can also entertain angels and be aware unaware of that. So sometimes we've got to come out of our own flesh, come on, and go past what our flesh is telling us to do and to sow. The Bible says that he was sitting by the road, and the Bible says in the next verse, Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was there, and he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David. When I began to look at the text and study, I said, why didn't he just call him Jesus? But he recognized that Jesus was from the lineage of David, and what he was saying was, I'm calling on Jesus, the man that God had promised that he would have his kingdom to be established forever. So the Bible says that Bartimaeus spoke to him and said, son of David, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible says that the people around him begin to rebuke him and tell him to shut up. Told him to be quiet. You ever been in your prayer time and somebody told you you were praying too loud? You ever been almost there and somebody disturbed you and told you you need to quiet down a little bit? The Bible says they rebuked and were told you need to be quiet. You're too loud. It is not custom for us. You know, you're not worthy. You're a beggar. This is Jesus. Come on, son of David. And the Bible says that although they told him to be quiet, he cried out even the more. Come on, this is the season that no matter what's going on in your life, it might tell you to shut up and to be quiet that Jesus is not hearing you. The Bible says that he cried out even more. Now let's look at what happened. The Bible says that Jesus, although he was moving with the multitude, he heard him cry out. When is the last time that you cried out to the point that Jesus stood still? Because the Bible says that Jesus was on his way out of Jericho with the multitude around him. And as he moved, the Bible says that Jesus stood still. In other words, he was saying, wait a minute. I hear somebody calling my name. I hear somebody pulling on my virtue. They're calling my name. And so he stood still. Are you crying out to the point that Jesus is standing still to hear what you have to say? 
No, many of us will quiet down. We shut up. We don't hear it coming forth. We'll be quiet. We'll let it go. We'll say, oh, maybe Jesus does not hear me. Maybe he don't hear my prayer. I see him doing it for somebody else, but maybe he don't hear me. But the Bible says that he cried out even more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. The Bible goes on to say, he said that Jesus told the disciples to go and get him, bring him to me. Let's go and look a little bit further. When we look at a beggar, a beggar is a poor person who asks others or begs for money or food. Another word for beggar is a panhandler. Although, although both terms are vaguely offensive, no one wants to be a beggar. Many people who are beggars are also homeless and haven't been able to find jobs. When I began to think about that, when I used to do outreach before, there were oftentimes we would go to the shelter and they would tell us there would be men in there that had a lot of money. Some of them just had mental illnesses. They had different things that, that were going on in their life that they just could not catch a break. They could not catch up. So they were living in a shelter, not because they didn't have the money, but they didn't have the other abilities to be able to sustain themselves in a house. So some of the people that we don't want to get to, it's not because they're poor broke. It's because of their mental illness. But this is why Jesus is sending us out to the harvest so that they can be healed and saved free by the power of God. Whew. As we go on a look a bit look a little bit further, I found a definition that talked about a beggar can never be bankrupt. It is used to imply that someone who has nothing cannot experience financial ruin as they have no material possessions or assets to lose, emphasizing the importance of simplicity and humility in life. They'll never be bankrupt because they have nothing to be bankrupt with. How many of us are in the house and we have a beggar's mentality? Woo! That we have nothing to lose. Some of the causes of begging include poverty, unemployment, lack of education, disability, old age, illness, family integration, ignorance, a lack of awareness. Come on now, 30 days, so detox awareness. A lack of awareness and displacement. These factors contribute to individuals being unable to support themselves and resorting to begging as any means of survival. But I came to tell you today that the word tells us that the righteous does not, do not beg. Psalms 37 and 25 says, I was young and now I'm old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his children begging bread. They are always generous and lend freely. Their children will be blessed. Turn from evil and do good. Then you will dwell in the land forever. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. So we don't beg because we understand that we have an inheritance. Is there anybody that got an inheritance this morning? Woo, my God. So let's look at what happened to, to Bartimaeus for him to receive his healing. The first thing is he cried out even the more, even though the people were telling him to be quiet. The next thing he did, he cried out to get Jesus' attention so that Jesus stood still and then Jesus called him. Look at the next part that is so significant. The, I'm sorry, my topic this morning is get up and take off your coat. <laughs> 
get up and take off your coat. This is where we see the faith kicked in for Bartimaeus. The Bible says he got up. The word got up means moved. He left the position that he was in. Woo! He was no longer standing by the door. He was no longer laying by the door, but he got up out of his position. What you need from God today, you're going to have to get out of the state of mind that you're in. You're going to have to get out of the position of woe is me. You're going to have to get out of the position of having a pity party and allowing the enemy to whisper into your mind. The, another word means to make preparations, to organize, to arrange as to external appearance to acquire a knowledge, and to create in oneself. So this is what he did. He got up, took off his coat. Nobody told him to take off his coat. In other words, based on the definitions that we see, Bartimaeus was in preparation for what he was about to receive from God. Woo! When he took off his jacket, he took off his jacket as a sign that he was laying aside every weight. Every weight and every sin that was so easily beset him and that would hinder him from receiving his healing. His taking off of the jacket symbolized that he was tired of the position that he was in. He was tired of everything that was connected. He no longer even wanted to have the sight of being a beggar. In other words, he was saying, I'm taking off the poverty mindset and I'm exercising my unshakable faith, my unshakable trust in God. God, that God is going to give me my healing. So I came to tell you today that it's time to get up from where you are and take off your coat. Woo. Jesus asked, what did he want? He took off his jacket and laid aside. He said, whatever you ask in my name. I will do this, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Matthew 7 and 7 says it again. If you ask in my name, I will give it to you. We're not asking. The word always said, also says that we don't receive because we ask amiss. We have the wrong motive of heart. Come on. We are not declaring the word of God. If you want to know what to pray, pray the word word of God. Why? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The word also tells us that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You want to increase your faith? Hear ye the word of the Lord. Jesus. Faith spoke and immediately he could see and he followed Jesus. Immediately Jesus did not have to touch him because the moment that he took off his coat, he said, Jesus, I'm ready to see. <laughs> Woo, come on. He said, when he took off his coat, when he got up, he said, I'm ready for whatever's about to happen. Is there anybody this morning that's ready to take off your coat because you're preparing for what God has in store for you and for your family? Are you tired of being in the same position? Are you tired of being in the same state of mind? Are you ready to receive everything that God has in store for you? 
I believe he was saying according to Philippians 3 and 8, yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Jesus Christ as my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else and I count it as garbage so that I can gain Christ. It means nothing to me. This weight means nothing to me because I'm trying to gain my faith in Jesus Christ. This morning, it is time for us to take off of our coat, get up from where you are, the building that God has for us, the people that God has, has assigned to this ministry, we have got to take off of our coat, we've got to get out of our own position, our own state of mind, and we've got to move, because God said, even at the beginning, there are miracle signs and wonders that this house is supposed to operate in, people are going to come, they're going to be lined up at the door because of the miracles, because of the healing. Do you not know that God would not send his word just for us to be excited about it or to hear about it? In other words, he's saying, this is what I'm doing. I've already done it in the spirit. Now I need to manifest it in the natural, but I need you to be in position. I need you to align yourself with the word of God that I can do what I'm supposed to do and be glorified of my father. Did not he create us so that we can do the work in the earth? He didn't create us so that we can just be beautiful and get dressed up and have fine shapes and fine thighs and fine hips. But he created us that the people will be saved. That there will be a people that are hungry, that are thirsty, that we can give them Jesus. Come on, that we don't even have to lay our hands on them, but we can declare the word of the Lord and speak faith over their lives for them to receive healing. In a lot of instances, we do lay hands. But God is calling us to a place where we're so engulfed into the presence and the power of God. This is why we must get, must get soaked up in prayer and fasting and, and our word because of what God is doing in our life. The word sounds good. It sounds great. We're excited. Apostle preached about the woman with the issue of blood, and we're excited. But what are we doing as a change? Come on. What are we doing as a are we still having the beggar's mindset that it's okay to step by the gate? That it's okay to just wait here. That we just wait by the pool and hope that somebody can throw us in. Woo! I believe when the man was standing, he was waiting. Peter said, I have nothing else to give you, but I can give you Jesus. They were on their way to prayer, and they offered him a hand of support to get up. So that he would no longer be in his place of bondage. But this is the way that God desires to use us. Whether it be like Matthew, whether it be like Mark, or whether it be like Luke. There's a people that need to see God. I believe it's in Acts 26 chapter. He said, I'm calling you that the blind may have sight. What has he called you to do? Why are you still comfortable with waiting at the gate begging? It is time to take off of your jacket. Take off, off your, take your coat off and get the faith 
that you need in God to bring us to the next level to bring us to the next realm, to deliver our families, to heal our family, to set the captive free. This is what God is calling us for, that our faith may increase in him, that no matter what situation we're in, no matter what our circumstances are, that we can get up, take off our coat, show God that we're ready to receive everything that he has for us. Are you ready this morning to show him? Come on, I can give you a bunch of scriptures, but are you ready this morning? Did you grab a hold to that, that it's time to get up and cast off your poverty mentality? We can't go into the next place with so much doubt, thinking, oh, I don't think we could do this. We don't have enough people. But where's our faith in God that believe that can believe that two, come on, can put 10,000. Two, two, how many people we got in here right now? Two can put 10,000 to flight. Look at the power that we have if we would just have faith. If we would just get up from where we are and take off our coats and let God know, Lord, I'm ready. Come on, Sister Carla, she up taking her coat off. <laughs> Yes, come on. She's ready to receive. Anybody else ready to take their coats off this morning? Come on, your coats of doubt, your coats of guilt, your coats of shame. Come on, many of us have different types of coats. But what coat do you have this morning that you're ready to get rid of? That's holding you up from receiving all that God has in store for you. God has more in store for you. But he needs our faith to align with his word. I'm ready for us to come running in the door with testimony after testimony, saying, you know what? You talked about faith, and I tried it. You talked about faith, and I laid hands on someone, and they, and they got delivered. Or they got healed. We should be excited in anticipation, waiting to hear about God moving, about God healing, about God setting us free. He might not ever send them to this house. But we carry the anointing that wherever we go, come on, when we decree a thing, what? It's already established. We carry the anointing of the house, right? We carry the apostolic grace, the anointing, that wherever we go, we can change atmospheres. Come on, we can change our surroundings wherever we are to the point where people will start saying to you, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say this. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't want to do that around you. Why? Because they see the grace on your life. We just got to get out of the habit of saying, oh, it's okay. Don't just, it's okay. You can do it because we give people a pass. And they're trying to simply respect the God in us. We're, we're messing up our witness because we're telling them, it's okay, you can cuss, you, it's okay, you, you can do this, you can do that. We're not trying to tell people what to do. But when they see the faith in your life, when they see the Jesus in your life, when we continue to keep our coats on, do you understand that it's not just for us? I say this over and over again because oftentimes we think our coat is just for us. It's for your family. It's for your loved ones. It's for wherever you go. How many times apostle always talking about, she don't even tell people she's an apostle. 
How many times did she share with us? And I'm using her as an example for this morning because oftentimes we think that people are, we see them as being so high that they have no human experience or cannot minister to someone without speaking in tongues and letting everybody know I'm apostle or I'm prophet or I'm the pastor. They're looking for Jesus. They're looking for the Jesus in your life. We want to be like Bartimaeus. The Bible says that when Jesus healed him, he began to praise God. Not only did he begin to praise God, but everybody around him began to praise God. And he followed Jesus wherever he went. The only way we're going to be able to follow Jesus in this season is going to be through our faith. The only way we're going to make it is going to be through our faith in him. Not in Apostle, not in Pastor D. I know we love them. But our faith is coming through the word of God that is preached through her mouth. Come on, we're looking like, wait a minute, wait a minute. But I love her. I love her too. But I'm looking at the God in her life. I'm looking at the faith in her life. Because oftentimes humans will mess up. And then we'll try to put the blame on them. But that's why our faith must be in God. In God do I put my trust. In God do I put my confidence. In God do I put my hope. Why? Because he says, I know the plans that I have for you. To prosper you and to give you an expected end. I came to tell you this morning to get up from where you are and take your coat. Take off your coat. Hallelujah. Let us all stand. Hallelujah. Anybody ready this morning to take off their coat? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sister Ashley, stop doubting yourself. Take off that coat of doubt. There's so much in store for you that God has for you. And you think of yourself as being unworthy. God, I don't feel like starting over again. I'm trying, but it seems so hard. God says, I am with you. And it seems like it's hard. It seems like the struggle is hard, but he's with you. If you would just step out on faith. You know what faith is? Faith is me stepping down on this step, not even knowing if this step is going to hold me. Faith is me standing up here in these hills, not knowing if they're going to give out. Come on, that's faith. I'm trusting in the ability of something that was made by man. My faith must be in God, not in the material things. Paul says, I discard anything, any garbage. Come on. Anything that does not value up to Jesus Christ, I take it off. Come on, take off your coats this morning. You've already gotten up. Take off your coats. Take off your coats of depression. Take off your coats of suicide. Take off your coat, your coat of your broken heart, your emotions that are so broken and so confused. Take off your coat. It's hindering you from hearing what God has to say to you. Take off your coat. Many of you are looking for God to move the same way he moved before. But God says, I will do a new thing. 
I just need you to take off that old beggar's coat. Take off the coat of the blind man. As God has healing in store for you this morning. Can you symbolically just take off your coats this morning? Come on, whatever's been weighing you down, take it off. Those coats, a lot of times they can't wash them so they smell. They're dirty. A lot of us are walking around with dirty coats on. They smell. But God wants to wash us with his blood. Come on, he wants to cleanse us with his blood. Can you just lift up your hands? Maybe there's someone this morning that's saying, I was sitting by the side of the road, and I was waiting for someone to come and get me. I was waiting for someone to lift me up. But this morning, Jesus says, I am calling you. What do you have need of? What is it that you want? What is it that you desire from them this morning? The altar is open this morning for those that desire to come for prayer, those that would like to receive Christ into their hearts this morning. It is not the will of God to walk around with weights. It is not the will of the Lord to walk around with sorrow. Apostle prayed a couple of months ago about grief. Some of us have picked that grief back up. Some of us have picked the regret back up. It's time to finally take the coat off. Hallelujah. Come on, as you come to the altar, just lift up your hands. Hallelujah. Come on, just lift up your hands unto the Lord. This says to God, Lord, I take, I get up, and I take off my coat. I am ready. I am preparing my heart to receive everything that you have for me on this morning. I no longer want to sit by the side. I no longer want to wait. I no longer want to be bogged down with the burdens of this world. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm ready to receive you. I'm ready to receive what you have in store for me. Hallelujah. I'm ready to receive the faith. Hallelujah. That you desire for me to have. Come on. It's a hard thing when we're trying to get back to God. When we're trying to make our way back. When it feels like we're so far away. The enemy was trying to make us feel like it's so hard to get back. But Jesus was waiting with open arms to heal you. He told Bartimaeus, he said, your faith has healed you. And immediately his eyes came open. Just lift your hands up and talk to the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we have the ministers and the prophets to come at this time and to pray? Hallelujah. As you're standing there, you need to open up your mouth and pray, though. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will do a new thing.